Andy Scarcliffe arrived in Portobello seven years ago. Both he and his then tiny congregation must have wondered if he had any hope of turning the almost moribund Baptist church around. That he leaves behind a thriving community, which is embedded in the local life of Portobello and not just the religious side of it, is testimony to his energy, passion and enthusiasm. When I came there was roughly about 15 or so, mostly elderly folk anyway, no young people, no children, and I realised that that would not be a particularly attractive proposition for people who hadn't engaged with church. So if you're inviting people to come, it didn't look that attractive. So I realised I had to change the culture of the church before we could even think about reaching out into the community. But how so do you do that with only 15 people? With, I was going to say with great difficulty, but uh, certainly without wishing to spiritualise it, I, I felt that God had guided me here. And actually, seemingly spontaneously, about five or six people, some of whom I had connections with in the past and some that I had not, over a period of a few months came to the church and wanted to throw in their lot and help turn the church around. So if it had not been for people like that who really got their sleeves rolled up, it would have been a lot more difficult. For maybe two or three years it was hard going and then there was a bit of momentum with one or two young families coming, children coming, that became more attractive to other young families and so eventually we'd have loads of wonderful noisy kids in in the first two rows on a Sunday morning showing me their toys and telling me what what went on at school and so on. And so that just had a, a real kind of momentum to it. So that was exciting. I, I hear people talking about you as an individual and you have a quite strong social media profile as well Mm -hmm. that's an interesting one on Porty People on Facebook we had a cafe on a monthly basis we would raise money for the likes of Amnesty International or Women's Aid or whatever on a Saturday morning and it used to be packed out but I would often advertise those kind of events in Facebook but also we've done a thing called Candle in the Wind where people can light candles in memory of someone down on the beach. We also had a blessing of the bicycles. As the winter weather was coming in, we offered a kind of blessing of protection and so on. Not that there was much of an uptake in that, but that gave us more of a a profile on social media. Did it also help that you were able to deploy your musical talents? Yes, that was a helpful thing. I mean, I I would lead worship on a Sunday with with the guitar. Again, we gradually had other musicians, so we'd have a bass player and then a drummer and keyboard player. We had about eight Angolan young people that started coming because they were studying in Edinburgh and one came and then brought all of his friends. They had a choir background in Angola so they would get up on a Sunday morning and that that added a spark to the worship. So there was lots of wee components that as a Christian I would say that it was God bringing all those things together so that while I was led to the church and and was in a position of leadership, there were lots of other wee things spontaneously going on and sparkle happening in the the church. So that that was good as well. But you also made quite conscious decisions about the appearance of the Baptist church here because, I mean, we're sitting in the cafe at the moment. This will be extremely well used next weekend when the book festival comes. Mm -hmm. And I see people using this place. So you've been much more open and welcoming, and you've also changed the entrance Mm -hmm. into it. Your church hall is used by the community council. I mean, it's been 
a real conscious decision to really engage with people. We've always had this, uh, over the past while, we've developed a desire to serve the community. So that's not just about getting people in on a Sunday morning to sing hymns. It's about a facility that can be used by the community. So we've had a number of doors open days with about you know, 100, 150 people coming in and seeing around the building because of its historical significance. The Porty Street Fest has met here at Christmas, so we've had kids coming and We've had queues outside the door with families coming in and we've had an opportunity for families to dress up in a nativity scene as camels and as wise men and just being a bit wacky and had their pictures taken and then they make Christmas cards that they can send to their friends. I hid about 60 baby Jesus pebbles. I painted a picture of Jesus, the baby, on these pebbles. And they got a prize if they found one and brought it back. And there was a very special prize because I did one that was a baby Elvis with a quiff and a curled lip. And if a kid found that, then they got an even better prize. So all of that was not about getting people in on a Sunday, but it was about saying, look, life is about celebration and enjoyment and we want to be alongside people as they seek to do that. So it's, it's been all of that. Yes, I've just tried to think of... Usually it's other people's ideas that I totally steal. I've got no original ideas myself, so I just surf the net and say, I think I'll do that. Most of what we've done is nicked from other people, but this, it seems to have worked. It's been good. His larger-than-life personality means that he's become a Will Kent figure around the town. His distinctive features, earring and beard, are known to those who've never set foot in any church, never mind Baptist. So it's with a certain amount of trepidation that his successor, Glenn Innes, takes over. His formal induction takes place next Saturday. I'm not sure how serious he was when he talked of having a T-shirt made with the words Yes, I'm the new Andy, emblazoned on the front. However, he was very serious when he acknowledged that he had very big boots to fill. Absolutely. That's true both in terms of in the church. Um, Andy has done a remarkable job in the church, just as the story he's been telling of the, the turnaround in the church, but perhaps even more so in the local community. Everybody knows Andy, and it seems... You know, Andy is a, a recognisable character in many ways, not least his personality, but also there aren't many 60-something-year-old ministers who have earrings and uh, their hair slightly longer, shall we say. So what is your own background? What are you bringing to this church and this community? That's a good question. So in some ways, I, I'm desperate to carry on what Andy started. He talked about building bridges, and it's really clear how that's happened. I'm really keen for us to go over those bridges and, and to continue to serve the community in ways that make sense for this community. And so the first few months for me are going to be about learning about Portobello. Uh, I'm not from here. I grew up in Stirling. I've been in Aberdeen for the last 10 years. Up there, I was working for a church. And uh, we were involved with a, an experiment asking the question, really, given that most people don't go to church these days, what would it look like to do church for those people? If we think faith or spirituality is an important part of life, what would it look like to do church for those people? And and I, I still that question still is with me and, and will be something we want to explore here too. How do we serve the community, not just in the practical ways but also in ways that can help them live a holistic life. One of the things, I, I live actually in a house which is down on the beach, yes. and we do notice from time to time the beach is actually used for things like weddings. Might that be a thought for you? Oh, absolutely. I'll do anything. Oh, I should pro probably caveat that, actually. There are limits to what we'll do, but 
one of the big things that I've seen in the last 10 years in the church is that we're really keen to take the church outside the building. Lots of people won't come into the building. It's, it's, as much as Andy's done a great job with the, the look of the building and things like that, people, there's still a barrier for many people. You know, If I've heard once, I've heard a hundred times, oh, I'll be struck down by lightning if I walk in that place, that kind of thing. So if that's a problem, let's take the church outside the building and we'll do whatever if that's necessary. Yeah, absolutely. That's quite important because I've heard in terms of other churches, they live in their own little bubble so that you have the Portobello Parish Church here, which may know nothing about what is happening in the parish church in, for example, Musselburgh or even just a few miles up the road here in Edinburgh. Probably one of the most interesting things about coming here is how closely the four larger churches here, the Baptist Church, Catholic Church, the Episcopal Church uh, and the Church of Scotland work together. There's the, the Holiday Club is a big thing they do. And so I, I'm excited that that bubble doesn't exist, that we all play nicely together, if you like. But also we belong to something much bigger in both Edinburgh and, and the, I guess, East Lothian uh, roundabout. And so working with others is, is really key, both in terms of in the church, but also other agencies that are outside the church. If, if we want to serve the church, serve the local community, sorry, then we have to do it in the sense of what do we bring that others aren't already doing? I'm with Andy. I'll steal anybody's ideas if they're good ideas. But I think the key thing for us is we don't need to duplicate what other people are already doing well. Let's work together. Let's see what we can do that would bless the community that we can specifically bring. Turning back to you, Andy, just what does the future hold for Andy Scarcliffe? It's a very interesting question. I may get a tattoo. I plan to learn the drums. I used to play in a band, so who knows whether I might get involved in music a bit. So there's that. But I also plan to continue to be a minister in terms of serving people, taking funerals, weddings, but also preaching in different churches. So I think the the structure of it will be quite different because I won't have the responsibility of one particular church. But being a minister is more about who you are rather than what you do. So it's not as if if I were working in a nine-to-five job and stopped doing that and therefore was trying to find what else I was going to do. In many ways, I will continue aspects of what I have done as a minister. I've got a friend who does two cruises a year, Easter and Christmas, so I quite fancy a free cruise where you offer yourself as a chaplain. I don't know. It, it will be very interesting to see how it all works out. For me, anyway, when I think about retirement, no longer being a, a an official minister in a church... I think I need to be as open to whatever God wants me to do as a, an individual Christian, and that may be you know, quite different from what I might plan. So that's the challenge to me, to say, God, what do you want me to do? I'm available, you know? Now, you've made the choice to move into Musselburgh. Is that in part to actually ease the transition for Glenn? Not really, no. It was just that's where we wanted to go. I mean, we did look at some houses in Portobello, so we would have been open to to stay in Portobello. The received wisdom is that it's not always easy for a new minister if the old minister is actually in the church. So that's one thing that I had in my thinking. 
As to how that works out in terms of the long term, it will be interesting to see. I see myself as taking a bit of a sabbatical for a few months and travelling around different churches and just enjoying the fact that I'm not the person who stands up at the front and pretends he knows how life works and telling everyone else how life works, I'll be able to be the kind of the guy who sits in the pew and says, right, tell me how my life should work, you know. That will be interesting and refreshing, not to be the person who makes it all happen on a Sunday morning. Andy Scarcliffe, thank you very much. Glenn Innes, I wish you all the best for the next years or however long you choose to stay here. Thank you both.